occasionally my son will get up here and tell stories about me when I was uh, his dad and he was little. He is not here, so it's my turn. Years ago, he was five or six, and we had told him at church, you sit down and you listen and you behave. And Becky has sign language. That is sit. Uh, he forgot. We're going out to the back of the church building and he's saying, Daddy, I'll be good, I'll be good. And uh, we get outside. I told him, you are getting what you deserve. And uh, he got a little understanding applied to his posterior. He understood when I got through. So this morning, we want to use this as kind of an introduction and talk about some things. Proverbs 22 and 15 said, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. A lot of you have had the rod of correction applied to them. As I look out in the audience, uh, I see brothers and sisters. Uh, I've heard stories about getting thumped so hard it sounded like a rifle. Uh, one of the brethren has a rod of correction. Its name is Bend Over. So one of the others uh, think their uh, rod of correction is called the understanding stick. Uh, I saw one once. It, it had a nice handle and it was cut out, had holes in it. And when applied... Uh, the individual kind of hopped down the bunny trail after it applied. So uh, this is a biblical teaching. Uh, you children, when this happens to you, it's for your own good. It will help you. I promise. You'll be better because of it. Ephesians 6 and 4, And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. This is a commandment to parents to bring their children up. We give them rules. We give them laws that you have to abide by or else uh, you suffer the consequences. You get to meet uh, the understanding stick. 1 John 4, starting in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for God is for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be a perpetuation for our sons. We do this to help our children because we love them. If we didn't love them, we would turn them loose and no telling what would happen to them. What is propitiation? You know, we don't use that word in our uh, West Texas uh, vocabulary. It's an atonement. We don't use that word either. Basically, it's making good for a wrong. 
You know, when, when I was in school, if you got three marks, you got a busting. And for instance, uh, Jimmy's dad was in my grade. If I got three marks and Tommy said, here, I'll take his three licks, then he was a perpetuation for my busting. He never did it, Jimmy. I had to take my own licks. So let's think about that. When uh, someone is corrected, it's because of love. In 1 John 5 and 3, for, the love of God, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. You know, it, it wasn't a problem, or it wasn't to me, it wasn't grievous to tell Sean to sit down and be quiet. And that wasn't a big deal. And when God gives us commandments, it, they're not grievous, they're not hard. So let's uh, go a little further. Hebrews 12 and 28, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace wherein we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. When you think of God, do you think of him as a consuming fire? Here's some things that I, I noted down. I said God is love, God is mercy, God is kind, God is forgiving, God is patient, God takes care of me, God lets me talk to him anytime. I did not list God is a consuming fire. Do you fear God? I don't like spiders. One bit me and give me a lot of trouble. Snakes scare me a little bit. Rattlesnakes. They scare me a little bit. <laughs> Some drivers scare me. I get fearful of that. Do you fear God? If you get something out of today's lesson, I want you to know, fear God. This is important. Ecclesiastes 12 and 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. Do you fear God? If you don't, please start. 232 times in the Bible, it says, fear God. You better be afraid of him. Fear God. First John 3 and 4, Whosoever committeth sin transgresses also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. God gives us laws. Fear God, keep his commandments. You break the laws, that is transgression. God tells you, do not use profanity, and you do, you break the law, you sin. Now, when Sean didn't sit down and behave, that wasn't a sin. He broke uh, Becky and I's laws, but he did suffer the consequences. So keep that in mind. 1 John 3 and 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For 
this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of sin. So sinful acts are devilish acts. I've got something that's interesting. I'm getting a little off track, but I'll come back. Natus. Natus is a young man's name up in Idaho. That is Satan spelled backwards. Isn't that awful? The mother to this young man has tattooed goatee and mustache. All I can say is that young man don't have much of a opportunity. None of us wants to be called the devil. None of us wants to be devilish. But when we break God's laws, then we're acting more devilish than godly. And we're going to suffer the consequences if we continue doing that. Think about this. God has always punished disobedience. Always. In Genesis 6, starting with verse 6, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy the man from whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the earth, for it repented me that I have made him. Most of us have studied this recently. We talked about the ark, and how the ark was built, all the dimensions, how it was pitched within and without, how that Noah for 100 years preached to everybody around him, it's going to come a flood. It had never rained. It had never rained on the earth before this. As you all know, it came a flood. Everybody perished but eight people. I I think it's amazing that here is Noah building the ark and here come the lions and the elephants and the tigers and all the wild beasts, they just get in the ark. Boys, why did that happen? God made them go get in the ark. He said, go get in the ark. They did. Everybody besides eight people drowned because they broke God's law. Another familiar story. Genesis 9, 19 and 24. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. What was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah? The Lord sent angels to Lot to warn him, and the men of the city was so evil, they wanted to have sex with those angels. They surrounded the house. They was beating the door down. The angels struck them blind so they couldn't find how to get in. So, to be blunt, gay rights is wrong. We don't have an alternative lifestyle. The Lord rained fire and brimstone on those two cities. They broke the law. He killed them all. He told Lot and his wife and the two girls to leave. Don't look back. So they go out from those cities. You know what happened next? 
26 verse. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. What did it hurt for her to look back? I'm going to guess that she may have had children back there. She may have had grandchildren. She may have had brothers. She may have had sisters. may have had friends. She looked back. The angel says, don't look back. What did she do? She broke the law. Became a pillar of salt. How about Jonah? Jonah 1. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. What did Jonah do? He didn't do it, did he? He got on a boat to go to Tarsus, Joppa, and God caused it to be really stormy and rough probably more so than they'd ever seen. The sailors emptied the boat. They go down and wake up Jonah, which I, I find just kind of amusing. It's about to, ship's about to sink and he's asleep. And they ask him, what's going on? He said, well, it's me. I disobeyed God. Throw me overboard. They did. They throw him overboard. The seas were calm. God prepared a great fish, swallowed up Jonah, Three days and three nights, he was in that fish's stomach. Fish vomits him out on shore. What does Jonah do? He goes to Nineveh. He got an understanding that he needed to go to Nineveh. How many of you is God telling you through His Word, go preach, go teach? Go tell others about Jesus. Go see the sick. Go feed the poor. Go help people and you're too busy. Maybe you say, I'm not really into that. I don't want to do that. Don't get close to water, folks. You may end up three days and three nights in a whale's belly. Matthew 12 and 40 says three days, I mean three nights in a whale's belly, just as Jesus was three nights in the grave. Another example, Uzzah, 2 Samuel 6 and 6, when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him, therefore his heir, and there he died by the ark of God. 1 Chronicles 15 and 15 says the Levites were to carry the ark on staves. So there was loops or hooks in this ark and they put sticks through it and they carried it. I can kind of imagine Uzzah. You know, this is several years ago. We need to update God's Word. We need to put it on a cart. They didn't have carts back then. We'll let this oxen carry it. Be faster. The guys won't get tired. You know, we, we, can, we can make this better. It, God's Word was out of date. But He still broke God's law. God struck him dead. 
I think y'all are getting my point. One more. Deuteronomy 17 and starting in verse 5. Then shalt thou bring forth that man or that woman which have committed the wicked thing into the gates, even that man or that woman, and shalt stone them with stones till they die. At the mouth of two witnesses or three witnesses shall he that is worthy of death be put to death, but at the mouth of one witness he shall not be put to death. How many of us, if we lived under Moses' law, would be dead today? We done something evil, they take us outside the city limits, stone us. All they did was break the law. Did they pick up sticks? You know, I don't know what they did. God did not want evil around his children. Take them outside the gates, kill them. That's the way he dealt with them. If you get another thing out of this lesson, this is it, very uh, familiar verse, Hebrews 9 and 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall appear the second time without sin to salvation. You must realize this. It's going to happen. We're not for sure when. There's all kind of predictions. It is going to happen. And you're going to stand before the throne of God. It will happen. Accept that. You cannot get away from it. It's going to happen. The next thing you must get from our remarks today is to be fearful of God. We've got several verses here in Hebrews 10, so let's look at them, starting in verse 26. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall ye be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of his covenant therewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. Some of us have went through the process of salvation and been baptized and yet we, we do devilish things. We break God's gall. He bled and died and we just think, well, fooey, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm not interested. It's me, myself, and I. I know I'm not going to do that. Those people uh, have a day coming. Let's look at uh, verse 30 and 31. For we know him that has said, Vengeance belongeth to me. I will recompense, says the door, and again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to, ha to fall in the hands of the living God. We uh, can't comprehend what it'll be like. 
There's no way I can explain to you what it's going to be like when you stand in front of God. I wished I could. So going back to my, my beginning, you're going to get it. If you don't take their th- business, you're going to get it. Second Peter 3 and 7, But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. God is, so many times I'll say, you know, pull the trigger, let's get it done. He hadn't pulled the trigger when this is going to happen. What about the day of perdition? Another word we don't use. Uh, When I looked that up, it says spiritual damnation. Have you ever been damned? You don't want God to damn you, I promise. Matthew 12 and 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. I can't even remember all my idle words. God does. God knows every wrong thought that you've had. God knows everything that you should have done that you didn't do. He knows everything that you did that shouldn't have done. He knows it all. About everybody in this room, He knows. He don't forget either. He will not forget. 2 Thessalonians 1 and 7, And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of our Lord and from the glory of his fire. Third thing you need to get today, if you're taking notes, important. If you obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, you will be punished with everlasting destruction. Get that. Highlight it. Big notes. Super important to where you spend eternity. The gospel is to hear, to believe, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. To repent, not live sinfully. Confess, say, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Be buried in baptism. That's all it is. When you come up out of the watery grave, your sins are gone. You're righteous at that time. If you don't do that, you're going to get it. Matthew 7 and 22. Many will say unto me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and thy name cast out devils, and in thy day done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. One guy told me once that he thought people would be pleading at the judgment. 
Lord, I meant to do this. Lord, I was going to do that. Lord, and just please, please, please. I don't think it'll be that way. I think we're in the presence of God. We'll be on our face speechless. We'll be on the ground speechless. I don't think we can say anything. We know it's too late then. We know it's a done deal. Let's see what Jesus said. Matthew 13 and 49. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Have you heard anybody wail? Have you? Have you heard somebody wail because of pain and agony? What about it was so bad they gnashed their teeth? This is a pretty good description we have of what it's going to be like. You know, you take the most horrible thing you went through and multiply it time a gazillion, I don't still think we'll still be there. Revelations 20 and 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Explain to me forever and ever. I can't. How many years ago when Columbus rode on a boat over here and then found America. That's a dot in forever and ever. Some of us have been through some tormenting pain. Some of us haven't. Usually if we're in terrible pain, you know, get me to the ER. I want morphine. I hope I pass out. You know, help, help, help. There's no morphine in hell. There's no nurse in hell. Well, unless she lived wrong, okay. You're not going to get meds. You're not going to pass out because God that took dirt and breathed in his, this dirt and made a living soul is going to breathe on you and you're going to live forever in torment. He can do that. He can do that. This is supposed to be a lake of fire. Revelations 20 and 14, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Some of us has had a, a little burn very painful. Can you imagine being in a lake of fire forever and ever and ever and ever? I can't paint you an ugly enough picture of what God's going to do to us if we disobey Him. It's not possible for me to do that. How long will God wait? Before he pulls the trigger, before we stand at the judgment. Second Peter 3 and 10, And the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, 
into which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought you be in all holy conversation and godliness? Each one of you think about yourself. Are you the right person in all holy conversation and godliness? Are you where you need to be? Are you right with the Lord? Are you where you need to be? A lot depends on it. Are you where you need to be? First Timothy 1 and 2. And the hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. God has promised eternal life to those that are righteous. He has promised eternal damnation to those that disobey his law. God has never lied. He's not going to start now. If you think I'm telling you for, uh, fairy tales, just continue to live ungodly and not doing God's law. And when you wake up in hell, ask the people that drowned in the flood. Ask the people that burned up in Sodom and Gomorrah. Ask Uzzah. Just ask Lot's wife. God is going to be fair. He's told us what he's going to do. He'll do it. Always has, always will. The end depends on what you do. 2 Corinthians 5 and 11. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also we are made manifest in your consciences. Know the terror of the Lord. He is real. He's going to get you if you don't obey his will. Are you right today with Jesus? Have you obeyed the gospel?